parenting today is hard, but man, is parenting an angry, dysregulated kid even harder? Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about having an angry, dysregulated kid and what we need to do to help them be more focused and calm. Let's dive in. Hi, this is It's Gonna Be Okay, and I'm Dr. Roseanne. If you don't know me, you can go over to www.drroseanne.com. You can learn about us. You can also jump over to our group by just adding a group to drroseanne.com. It's a free Facebook group to find your tribe of people who want to help their kids thrive using only natural solutions. Really proud of the work that we're doing in there and the steps people are doing and stretching themselves and adding natural solutions every day into their life. So today we're going to talk about, is my child's anger normal? Because it can be confusing. You know, we're living in a world where people are angry. Never seen more angry (laughs) adults in my life. And guess what? That has an effect on our children. But Way more than that, in our one-to-one program, people are coming to me because their kids are just so dysregulated. Every day, dysregulated kids, dysregulated kids. But let's talk about what is emotional regulation, right? So when somebody has dysregulation, what's the opposite? What do you look like when you're emotionally regulated? Really, it means that the body is appropriately managing difficulties that come up, stresses and frustrations, big emotions, and it's managing in a way that the response is appropriate. Um, They're acting in a loving manner and they're not so easily angry and upset or sad. You know, those emotions that really creep up. And when they do experience big emotions, their response is healthy. They do get upset, but they're able to get through it and recover quickly. So let's talk about the dysregulated brain and anger. When a brain is under overstimulated, which I talk a lot about in this podcast, and you know, when it's dysregulated, it means that it's over or under responsive to things that come through. Sensory information, minor stressors, big stressors, they just are prone to dysregulation. Why does that happen in the brain? Well, a lot of it has to do with both our emotional centers, our limbic system in the brain. That's where information comes in. It sends an alert. Should we be worried? And then it's flooding of cortisol happens. It's our autonomic stress response is managing this. And then our frontal lobes say, hey, wow, we should be in danger mode or not. And what's happening in a dysregulated brain is these systems are not working properly. They tend to experience sensory information, everyday information way more strongly because that limbic system is overactivated. The frontal lobes just aren't working. And then the occipital region is not putting out the fire, as I like to say, that the resources in the brain can't support stressors of any size. And so what it leads to is things like tantrums and withdrawn and anger and verbal anger and physical anger, all kinds of you know ways that the brain dysregulate as well as shutting down, right? Because we always think of the big reactors, but 
Big reactions can be no reaction, that you have an apathy and you pull away as well. And we tend to think of them as depressed, but you know, you also might see them as low motivation and you know, there could be a lot behind it. So when is a tantrum normal and when is it a clinical issue? And I think that's really important. We talk about normal responses. So it is very normal for kids to get dysregulated and upset. You hear me talk about John Carlo all the time. He's probably gonna, he won't hate me. He'll, 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 um, tell me he'll send me a bill, but I love to talk about him because he's a really typical kid. And in many ways, even though he's got a neurodivergent dyslexic mind, he's a pretty roll with it kind of hodge kind of kid. And he was really angry with me at last night about something and he got upset and the tears came and he's not much of a crier, but he got really upset and I set a boundary and he didn't follow through. And he's so easy that he couldn't believe that I was like, oh no, I'm actually not going to let you finish your homework because you X, Y, and Z. And he was like, what? He's so conscientious and he got dysregulated. So I let him and I said, that's okay. This is perfectly okay that you're upset. You know, went and he did what he had to do and he came back and he pled his case. And I was like, listen, this is what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And it was very appropriate. He recovered. When is it not normal? So when we start worrying about tantrums at any age, and again, I have a 12-year-old and I would consider that an emotional upset, right? Whether you want to call it a tantrum, let's just call them emotional upsets. When they occur at a high frequency, they're happening all the time. They are going on for very long periods of time. So the tantrum in itself is long. And three, the recovery is poor. So I've had the tantrum and then three hours to recover. These are signs there could be a clinical issue and we need to really be worried. Now, the first step is I want to look at why is this kid getting so angry? Why, why do kids get angry? But you know, what are the triggers? What's going on? It's not as clear cut. So when we think about clinical issues, ADHD, executive functioning, OCD, all these things, mood, pants, pants, these kids have a lot more emotional dysregulation than a neurotypical kid. Even though Mr. John Carlo is dyslexic, he's got it together. He could be run in the United States if he wanted to. Way more chill than in a way than I could. But these issues, learning and processing issues, your brain is more likely to experience stress and therefore you're more likely to dysregulate. You're more likely to go offline. We always think about emotional dysregulation. Angry kids are tough. I had this conversation with a mom the other day and she has two kids and one child has pretty severe ADHD and dyslexia and is so pleasant. <laughs> And the other child has a much milder version of ADHD, but is angry. We were like joking. I was like, I just want to validate for you how hard it is. And she was like, thank you. You know, and I was like, it's like you want to say to them, just take the candy. I'm giving you the candy. And they're like, no, I don't want candy. You know, every little thing is a flash up and it's hard. So how do you help kids who are angry? One, we want to think about what are those triggers? What happens? What are the pieces? Is there a clinical issue? Because you're, you're going to want to get some help if there's clinical issues. And that's why people do come to us from all over, especially when you have an angry kid. You can't ignore. There's a problem. You can't ignore. But the first thing you got to do is you got to get it together. You got to calm the hell down and you got to share your calm. 
Um, I have a whole episode on co-regulation, but there's a whole science behind co-regulation. When you regulate, your kid regulates off of you. I promise you this is not easy, but I promise you that it is 100% worth it. So look at yourself. Look at what are your own triggers. Um, This can be very triggering to have an angry kid. Nobody expects an angry kid. I didn't expect an angry kid. But by sharing your calm, you can get really far. Do you have a child that dysregulates at the drop of a hat? Maybe they're cranky and moody and rigid and inflexible. Well, I've got the key to unlock the secrets of successful self-regulation for your child. And in our free resource guide, 147 therapist-endorsed self-regulation strategies for children, it's a practical guide for parents, and it's a game changer. You can access your copy now and discover practical strategies endorsed by therapists like me. Don't miss out and download here at drrosanne.com forward slash regulate. That's drrosanne.com forward slash regulate. Another huge thing you need to do, you hear me? This is, hello, my life's work, calm brain, happy family. You got to calm the brain. That brain needs to regulate and be calm and not with medication, people. There is no need, right? This should never be the first line of defense, psychiatric medication. We have plenty of evidence-based natural approaches go and listen to that episode or two. There's a couple on there. But there are many, many solutions that are effective that science supports from diet, exercise, neurofeedback, PEMF, you name it, psychotherapy, play therapy, do the work. And I promise you, it will get better. And if you've had experiences that aren't great, maybe it's not the right treatment at the right time. Maybe it wasn't the right provider. Maybe you didn't do it long enough. Really important. Behaviorally, there are two things that I'm going to scream from the rooftop. One, reinforce the debate, the desired behaviors. This is something I know I'm a behaviorist, but parents are not getting this message. We need to shape the behaviors we want. And kids like this need three times the amount of reinforcement you want, you think. So it's 34 times that you're doing something to master it. And it is three times that when you have a learning or an emotional problem. So that's 100 times approximately, right? And when you're reinforcing, you want to be consistent. That means you and your partner are going to have to at least get on the same page on the core things because it's a matter of learning and processing. Consistency is key. This is not easy stuff, but you're already working every day. You're trying to support your very angry kid. And it is ridiculously hard to have an angry kid. I'm not saying having an anxious kid or a nice little dyslexic is is easy either. I don't want to say that. But anger... It's not socially acceptable. It gets in the way of every relationship. So your kid's going to be struggling with you. They're going to be struggling with other kids. Then you're worried about the impact of the sibling. Had that conversation with another mom today of their kid having a full-on tantrum as a middle schooler at home and how scary it was. Um, It's a pan's kid. You know What kind of words should you say? That's a whole other conversation. But you have to support the brain 
and body as well as those behaviors. And you can do it. Even when you feel like your cup isn't full, you're going to have to refill your own cup and then put that oxygen mask and then help your child. And that comes through those things. If you need guidance in this, right? If you're scared and you're feeling hopeless, this is exactly what we do every day. And we work with people all over the world. And you go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. And you can apply to work with us. There's also Solution Matcher. It is a hard journey to have an angry kid, but it's only going to get harder. And if you're doing something that's not working, make a change. So you got this. Parenting is hard and there's a lot of ups and downs that happen every day. And when you have an angry, dysregulated kid, wow. It is so challenging. And I hope today you help to understand about why that happens and what you can do about it. And just know it's going to be okay when you take one step towards helping your child have a calm brain. 